Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Monda Solution with your host, Jordan McDonald, and this beautiful guy over here, B. Woods. What's up, everybody? How are you, man? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you today? Good. I was trying to do my best Bruce Buffer or Michael Buffer. <gasps> Let's get ready. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm sure that's <laughs> oh, copyrighted. Oh, you mean from the UFC? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that guy's a legend. What's up? Well, no. So that that is oh. Bruce Buffer. Oh no, that is Michael Buffer's brother. That's right. <laughs> Wait, there was so a guy, Michael, Michael Buffer. Michael Buffer was the predecessor to Bruce, I believe. And Michael or Bruce or Michael Buffer back in the day, he would come out in front of like Mike Tyson fighting Michael Spence and be like, "Let's get ready to rumble." That's where that came from. And then Bruce was like, "This, uh, this UFC thing looks pretty cool." <laughs> Wow, we've already gone off the rails, and it's, already. it's but it's fascinating. Oh man, I could pick your brain on that uh, endlessly. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining in again. Today's topic: we're going to be talking about blog topics and how to generate them. How, you know, where do you go? What do you do? It's like yes. there's an infinite amount of knowledge that's already out there. It's like, it's like oh, I don't want to reinvent the wheel or write something that somebody else has already written, yada, yada, yada. And, and there's so many ways of looking at blog topics. Like why do why do we even write blogs to begin with? And it, all these things that I'm going to say are very interrelated in the mm-hmm. sense that ultimately you want people, you want eyes on your site. You want potential future clients to be looking at your work uh, and how how do you do that well uh, you can try to become the resource uh, the watering uh, hole of knowledge for a given topic or a collection of topics um, right and and yeah by being that people can see that they come back they tell somebody else and you keep that gravy chain going but what are your thoughts on this so content is king I mean that at the end of the day when we talk about uh, when people think about content, that's a lot of what they're talking about is blog posts, right? Posts and pages. And for people that are listening to this, I mean, look, we probably have a bunch of marketing nerds that are listening to this. So you guys already know this. I always use the analogy of a blog post is a newspaper. A blog page is a book or at worst, like one of those cardstock time life things of pictures of world war two. So <laughs> it's a collectible magazine. <laughs> Um, so this is how these things are, right? So that's, and I use that analogy roughly to, to kind of talk about the frequency with which they're updated. Books really aren't updated, um, very much. Maybe there would be like a new edition that will come out, not the Bobby Brown, uh, band, but, um, new edition of the book, (laughs) which is a good way for professors who write books to keep selling that book ad nauseum because they added a period instead of a comma somewhere. So, um, content is king and a lot of times you're exactly right these people are writing about things these people which include us i mean look i just wrote a paste a paste a page for the the mondo website that's going to be a blog post that's talking i believe it's all about um heating and air conditioning marketing or hvac marketing in the colorado area because so we can market wherever but more and more seo is becoming locally specific and I think that, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but I think that the more you can publish those things, the better off from an SEO standpoint that you're going to be. But to your point, Jordan, people get writer's block. Like people don't understand that they, they have to come up with something unique to write. And so that's where they kind of get into this hole of like, what the hell do I write about? You know? And so that's, 
if I'm not mistaken. That's kind of what we're going to talk about today is like, how do you come up with those things? What is the most relevant? And one of the things that I always think of, this is a very long-winded answer to your question, is that what's relevant to you, Mr. Mrs. Business Owner, is not necessarily relevant to A, Google, and B, your client, your potential client or customer, or if you want to flip those, it doesn't really matter. But those two things aren't always the same thing. So I hope that's a sufficient answer. Yes, that's it's beautiful. Content is king. Yes, there's a lot of consternation about generating it. It can seem absolutely daunting and unwieldy uh, day in, day out. I mean, right. Uh, If you're able to write blog post after blog post after blog post, consistently and consistency is is most important i think in many endeavors yes. um, that that's that's great uh but oftentimes if maybe we'll just take a step back not that we're necessarily uh, going to be providing direct guidance on how often you should post or when or, or on what location or these these things necessarily but that being said um yeah you absolutely want to post on some sort of repeatable schedule, something, something that you can do, <laughs> uh, that you can adhere to that makes sense for you and your life and your business and your timing, uh, and all those, all those things. But yeah, absolutely. It's a smart goal. You know what smart goals are? Yeah. I don't remember the exact, but they're, one of them is, uh, specific, specific, measurable, attainable, repeatable, and timely. Right. <clears throat> so if you're using your blog content or whatever, it, you sh- if you follow those things, make sure it's repeatable. But one of the things that I really like that is not kind of put in there, it's sort of taken up by the timely aspect of that, is the, um, the regularity with which those things come out. Because look, you know, we don't have to schedule time for TV anymore, right? You just crack open Hulu or... Netflix or whatever. Crack open. (laughs) We actually have a combination lock on the door to our TV. (laughs) Get a stethoscope. Okay, got it. I love that I'm miming for the people that are watching or just listening to this as audio. Why'd it get quiet all of a sudden? (laughs) So, um, but you you open, you click the the open, you run the Netflix.exe. <laughs> you rev up Netflix and you watch whatever. But it used to be for those of you that are old, like myself, um, you had to schedule. And it's the same thing with podcasts, by the way. If you're listening to this right now, we're recording this Thursday, February 2nd at 2.45 p.m. Mountain Time. You are definitely not listening to this Thursday, February 2nd, 2.45 Mountain Time, right? Podcasts are radio that you can make a schedule, that you can put on your own schedule. That's what it is. Um, And so it used to be that if you wanted to watch Friends back in the day, circa 1997 or something, you had to be like 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, at least because I lived on the East Coast, uh, on NBC, which our NBC affiliate, I think, was not um, eight, maybe. Anyway, I don't know. So you have to be on that channel at that time. There was no TiVo. TiVo was a... It was an upcoming invention, but there was no rewinding of TV or anything like that. So you had to be there. And so blog po- and so Google still rewards. And when we talk about SEO, we're talking about Google, right? Google still rewards um, regularity of publishing. And it's the same thing on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anything. Um, so yes, I think that 
really making sure that you have a schedule set aside for that is very important. Absolutely. And, and just to add a, a tangent, as we're famous for, mm-hmm. I've been consuming Stephen A. Smith's book, uh, his, his autobiography that just dropped. I don't know if you know him. He is very big in the sports world. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things he said is, so this used to be known as appointment viewing. Yes. And to, to, to put a cap on around everything that you're saying. Um, uh, yes. It, anyway, it's <laughs> yeah. neither here nor there, but no, that's, uh, but you're right. I mean, that's what it used to be. And now you don't have to do that, you know? Yes. Yes. But you should, as you said, as you should, uh, still be consistent, yes. uh, be consistent, whether that's once a week, uh, or once a month. And, and oftentimes, yes, I think there's, uh, something to be said for writing the content, uh, in a way that's, that's, you know, um, what, what are the words I'm looking for? The, the content has to be of a certain quality. Uh, let, let's say it, it doesn't does. have to be the best mm-hmm. quality out there. You don't have to use all seven syllable words, which and you probably uh-huh. shouldn't, but it should probably also not be monosyllabic. I, I learned recently. Agreed. Uh, right. So there, there is a fine line in there. You can't just uh, always depend on chat GPT uh, to, to write your blog post for you, <laughs> which, uh, which I wanted to actually say something I've been very proud to share with Brandon. I haven't shared it with him off, off camera, off mic before this, but um, my, my soon to be patented method for, uh, for generating blog post topics. It's simple lie, cheat and steal. Right. Oh. But when I say, <laughs> I know he's not as impressive as I thought he would be, but he hasn't heard me out yet. So, so lie, when I say lie, don't actually lie. I don't mean lie in the sense of honesty and truth lie, but just like lie down. And I mean that in a polite way. I'm not, I'm not telling you to be quiet, <laughs> but, uh, like what I mean is relax. All right. Take a, yes. take a step back. All right. It can be really easy to, to feel overwhelmed. Right. And, and so oftentimes when I have written blog posts in the past, it's, it's easy to, to want to just see what everybody else has done already. And, and then you see, oh my goodness, how did they write 750 words on this topic? And, and then on other occasions you're like, oh, I see how they wrote 750 words. This is all rubbish (laughs) and mostly just fillers. They're, they're writing to, in some cases, um, a world of the past where Google really prioritized uh, jamming in as many keywords as, as you can, right? Which uh, nowadays is not as effective in many cases. It's anti-effect counterproductive uh, f- for your use cases. Yeah, keyword stuffing. I mean, I, I remember back when you probably remember this too. You've got a uh, page where the background is like, white and then you write a bunch of keywords at the bottom of it in white so that you can't (laughs) no one reads them but they're down at the bottom so then you rank for all that stuff i mean google the the google algorithm is not dumb and it's using ai of its own i mean that's what it is right and the more that it sees you keyword stuffing it becomes the the more i think that it sees you pandering to the algorithm the lower it's going to rank you for doing that so the more that you're sitting there using extraordinarily high level um like technical seo writing it's not there it's decreasingly effective i guess i would say google really is going to prioritize and the reader is going to prioritize by the way they're going to prioritize things that read uh that sound the way they speak so when i write 
I write the way that I speak. Like I try to be funny. I'm pretty, I can be sarcastic here and there. I'll use like a lot of parentheticals, you know, where I go like this and I'll use those things because that's the way that I speak. And I feel like that's, yes, that's partially for the reader, but it's partially for me because if you're a successful business or even a partially successful business and you're coming in, part of the reason your success is there is because of the way that you can relate to people. But if you then turn around and you write like some, you know, professorial wunderkind writing in Elizabethan English, it's not <laughs> going, it's inconsistent, right? I mean, there's a cognitive dissonance between that and the person that somebody's going to meet. So I feel like it's very useful relative to you as a person and as a business owner or decision maker, or whatever content creator, uh, and the algorithm. They're going to more and more prioritize natural language speech, right? Absolutely. And to your point, uh, I know I do this quite frequently, whether I'm on The Economist or Wall Street Journal, or if I'm just on some webpage, you have the ability, uh, whether it's native to the app or the website, or if you have to use some built-in software to your operating system that can do a, a voiceover for you, mm -hmm. right? I find myself using that feature. I find myself, um, maybe my my eyes are busy on something else. Uh, maybe I'm chopping an onion for some wild reason. <laughs> uh, and I, I'd rather listen to this, this article, this blog post, whatever it is, uh, while I do this other thing because I, I want to consume the content and I need to get this done, uh, which just speaks to your point. I, I don't think I'm alone there, but it speaks to your point of writing in a, a manner that's, uh, you know, easily decipherable, easily consumable. And if it's, if it's written in that way, in the way you would speak, then it will sound more natural. Uh, if it's being read back to them by a computer generated audio, uh, system. So it's, it's a win win. To, mm -hmm. to write it in this manner uh, in, in so many cases. And you know what Eleven Labs is? I don't. So Eleven Labs, and let me try to pull it up while I'm talking, but Eleven Labs is this thing that was actually, um, we'll just say abused by somebody recently uh, to go in and like create a bunch of celebrities saying um, uh, unsavory things. Oh um, yes, sure, yeah. And so you can get it. Let's see. I'll I, I found it here, and I'll see if it'll generate it. Um, you can generate content in somebody's voice. Um, let's see. I'm I'm writing one right now. So this is somebody named. So what you do is you can go in. So I'm generating some copy here, and it goes, <laughs> "Hey, what what do you want this voice to be?" And you go, well, I want this to be in the voice of uh, this guy, Arnold. And I want him to say this stuff in here. Let's see if it'll do it. Oh. Jordan McDonald is the most amazing human alive. <laughs> <laughs> I thought and it was going to be disparaging. I, what a great reward here. Yeah. Yeah. And then here's Bella saying it. But here's what else you can do with this. Jordan McDonald. McDonald is the most amazing human alive. And so as AI becomes more and more intelligent, it's going to read those things in a much more uh, natural cadence is my point. And what you can actually also do with that <clears throat> is you can take 11 labs, you can go and you can 
do like you can do this for yourself. You could go and read a certain number of words, and based on a limited number of in a limited amount rather of input of audio cadence, so on and so forth, of your voice, this thing can generate your voice and can say anything the way that you wanted to. And you could actually do things like find um this is how they did it with celebrities. You would take snippets of say John Lennon talking to Dick Cavett or something like that. And then you could turn around, generate a John Lennon voice and then have John Lennon say, Jordan, Jordan McDonald is the most amazing human alive. Isn't that cool? <laughs> that's, that's wild. Yeah. So much yeah. risk, so much reward. Yes, right. indeed. Indeed. <laughs> so how are we going to go? How are we going to tell people what to write about Jordan? Yeah. Well, it's, okay. It's simple. Right. Yes. First of all, just relax. Like to seal. <laughs> Just relax, lie down, you know, okay, take a minute, me. right? It, you don't have to be perfect. And in fact, uh, I, I can't remember, I, I meant to have this on the top of my head of where I saw this, but somebody said that perfectionism really is the lowest possible standard because mm. it's not achievable, yep. right? So try not to get hung up on uh, uh, being so specific. I think, and I'm not sure of the count, but I, I think a blog post should probably be above a certain number of words, mm-hmm. um, right? should probably be more than uh like 10 words (laughs) probably (laughs) you know but i I think there's a point where uh it can be too long right it it reminds me of reading an article on the wall street journal where it gives you an estimate of how long it's going to take you to the average person to read the article six minutes seven minutes Mm -hmm. but anything over like 10 minutes i'm not sure how many words that directly correlates to uh for the average reader but anything over than that it's like long read right so and that's not to say whether uh, regardless of the industry that you're in if you have something that you want to address that's that's relevant to what you do your industry and can add value uh for your clients then you should absolutely talk about that uh and it might be one of those things to to bring um i'll i'll get back to my cheating and stealing in a second uh but it's it's uh if you have a big topic, you should consider, hey, maybe I have so much to write about here. I don't know where to start. And that's exactly where you should start by subdividing it uh, mm-hmm. and figuring out, oh, man, I could, if I break this down, if I break down the concept of of fruiting trees uh, and how the, you know, we could break this down into s- subtopics of the soil type and climate and you know different rooting systems, right? then you can make it more manageable and approachable. And of course, that example is totally useless <laughs> for, no. for anybody uh but uh but yeah so but to get back sorry to sorry to keep talking here it's it's You're rare fine, man. i want to roll here bro do it roll <laughs> so uh relax the cheat you know it, it doesn't hurt to sorry, relaxing uh, <laughs> it sorry. doesn't hurt to necessarily look at what other people are doing but i would advise before doing that maybe just lean on that good old uh Google and mm-hmm. use the autofill suggestions as you type up something. So if if your industry is automotive and uh, you provide aftermarket automotive services and you are looking, uh, I want to write a blog post about maybe how to fix blank. So you could type how to fix and Google uh on my car and then you'll get the top uh the most popular results uh that would be clearly something that people are interested in learning about which gives you the opportunity to be that resource uh on the matter if not today at least uh, in a while as it gains steam 
and uh, and finally s- steal. It it doesn't hurt to steal ideas. I I can't really condone copying and pasting somebody else's work, uh, even if it's from you know uh, many years ago. I think I, I went to. Ten different sites on a similar blog post, and I just copied and pasted sections from each and just like rearranged them. And I felt so smart and so cool. But at the end of the day, I, I mean, I guess, I guess you could do that. I don't condone it. Uh, you will always feel something empty inside of yourself if you go <laughs> well, that route. <laughs> and and so Google also, you know, they have they want to see a certain percentage of unique content. But you can also, there are many things that you can rewrite with. In fact, I'll show you something offline, Jordan, that I don't know if you know about, but we have it internally. Um, that's a very cool tool. And I will say, don't be afraid to steal from yourself either, quite frankly. So like I told you about this it post, this HVAC marketing post, it's a very obvious SEO play. Like I own that, right? The whole point is it's about heating and air conditioning, digital marketing for heating and air conditioning in Colorado, right? It's a very specific thing. But if I wanted to create and and it goes through, it's a very long post, it's like 3,600 words. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to write a post that's pretty much the same content that is about roofing. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the different sections, which by the way, this thing is so long that there's a table of contents at the beginning of it (laughs) with like, um, anchor links, you know, um, and I'm going to repurpose all of the content, but because Google will, if, if I were to quote for quote it or, or like word for word that entire article and just change the word HVAC or heating and air conditioning to roofing all throughout, Google would still consider that plagiarized. Even if I'm the guy that wrote it and I'm the guy publishing both of them, it doesn't matter. Google still consider, considers it plagiarized. In fact, I had a client one time, <clears throat> um, this a few years ago and they, they'd created this, uh, you know, the life alert bracelet that oh, I've fallen. I can't get up that thing. So they basically created a software that did that with a smartwatch. So it was the new version of that. Right. And, uh, this person had written an academic article, but it was literally, literally, if you look up Alzheimer's or at the time, anyway, on Wikipedia, his article was there and it was linked to and all these things. And then he rewrote it and Google dinged him because it was plagiarized. But he was like, but I wrote it. Well, I don't, I like, I can't, I don't know what to tell you. Like I have no recourse here. You plagiarized it because Google doesn't care who you are. Um, But that said, you can go in and you can say, Jordan, if I, if Jordan and I are walking down the street and we're going to make a right turn up here, I don't have to go. I can go, Jordan, we're going to make a right turn up here. And then I can also say, let's make a, let's make a turn to the right up here, Jordan. Well, I just said the same exact sentence, but two different ways. And you can easily do that with a little bit of creativity. Right. Um, and as far as cheating, so here's my thing on that, like overcoming writer's block. And if you're getting to this, please tell me to shut up, but (laughs) tell stories, tell stories. We all have stories about our businesses. I tend to think about things in terms, if I'm limiting myself, I tend to think about things in terms of paragraphs instead of words. So I would like to have probably three or four paragraphs if I'm going to tell a particular story and it's going to be like, um, introduction, it's going to be, 
here's so here's the introduction we're stating the problem in the problem if you're talking about a particular client could be Susie Jones call me and here's the problem that she was having that's two or three sentences the next paragraph is going to be well when we let's say we're a roofing company we go out to Susie Jones house and we were looking and we found that there had been bats that had gotten in there that were causing these things these things these things so now you've exposed the actual intricacy of the problem then you go in and you're like here's why bats being up here can cause all these problems and then here's a resolution that's four paragraphs right and you could if it's a longer story than that you state that problem mrs jones called me here's what was going on so we decided to go out to her house but before we did we wanted to check on some of the other homes in her neighborhood and see what their history was and this and this and this and this and then we did go out to her house and here's what we found we found that where there was leak over here we found that there was icicles forming over here and yada 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 we weren't really sure what it is but what we could see over in the corner was a little conical pile of what looks like dust um and if you want to read more about this check back next week and so cliffhang it like cliffhang it and then what what what's great about cliffhanging it is that seo and this is kind of not a slightly off topic of blog post topics but is um is more of an seo technical piece links within a website and that that establish more organizational structure of the website is itself google likes that so if you go okay you put up a post on february 2nd and then the next one's gonna be on february 9th because apparently you publish your roofing blogs every thursday so you publish that this week and then when you publish the one next week so if you publish this one this week you don't have anywhere for it to link to but you do have next week so when you publish your one next week you go hey if you want to read before you read this next one right here go back and read last week's and then you got a link to the first one and then it, then you edit the first week's one at the bottom and you say hey you want to hear part two click here and all of those are ways to increase your seo efficacy to not stuff and to actually give people a reason to keep coming back now that's a terrible example but you know in some cases like health or something like that like a chiropractic appointment or something maybe that's a really great story to tell you know absolutely and i think naturally people like stories you know they mm -hmm. they don't want to be spoken to I, I i should i should rephrase depending on the industry depending on what topic you're broaching right there is sometimes a need to speak in a very technical matter uh, yes. in other cases right maybe maybe the need is the exact opposite people don't want to be spoken I suppose they don't want to perceive that they're being spoken down to if you're using all of these very specific, uh, you know, all the specific lingo that's that's just very terse and dense and it makes you feel like you don't know anything. But well, no one searches for that. <laughs> no one like no. Uh, my uh, So I may have told this story before. Pardon my. Did I interrupt you? No, go for okay. it. So pardon my. <laughs> Pardon. So my <laughs> best friend, Bobby, who I love, he, he works for a company that makes this, it's a medical device company and, um, uh, involving the heart. And so a few years ago, because I would love, this is probably five years ago. I would love to get in front of their marketing people and actually do marketing for them. They've been purchased by another company now. So it's a much different animal, but, um, 
I, he goes, oh, well, hey, as I pull up uh, our refs or hrefs, however you want to say it, you know, and I'm looking at all this keyword data and he goes, all right, all right. So put in this word and he gives me like some 16 syllable word. He's like anti-disestablishment, cardiac anti-disestablishmentarianism, <laughs> <laughs> some nonsense like this. And he, and he goes, because he wanted to see how many times is this word searched for in both the United States and globally per month. And I was like, great, let's do that. So I pulled up the keyword explorer thing, typed this word in there. And I said, okay, Bobby, how many times do you think this word is searched for a month? He's like, oh, I mean, come on. It's got to be, it's got to be a thousand times a month. And I was like, no, it's actually 10. And he's like, 10,000. I knew it. I was like, no, <laughs> 10. <laughs> he was like, what? And I looked and I was like, so, so here's the thing, Bobby. How many people can effectively spell that word? Number one. Even doctors can't spell that word, you know? Um, and, and then if you can spell it right, how many people have typed it right? <laughs> and then of those people, how many people are searching for this and this? And we kind of go down this chain. I was like, at the end of the day, you have to find the common denominator. And everybody does it. Roofing company. Roofing is very simple. But they're going to go, no. I want to have the best impact resistant class four shingle by malarkey on my roof. That's GA by a GAF certified installer in Fort Collins, Colorado. And I'm like, great. Who the hell is searching for that? And the answer is nobody. They're going, <laughs> who is installing the best roofer in my area? And, and in fact, that's one of the things as well as being geographically specific. You know, the way that people say elevator repair in the United States is not the way they say lift repair mm -hmm. in London. So if you're not, and, and that's a terrible example because it's across the Atlantic, but even within the United States, some people call uh, Coca-Cola pop, some call it Coke, some call it soda, you know? So you need to be very geographically specific and targeted when you're getting in there and stay out of your own expertise, if that makes sense. You know too much. Exactly. Exactly. And I think this is a topic that has come across these airwaves yes. um, on the Mondo Solution previously. Uh, and that is you can be, uh, not to not to reinvent the wheel, but you can be too close. You can be so involved with a given topic or subtopic uh, that you can't see the forest for the trees. Like yep. you, you can't find a way to make it approachable enough that it is just that like it, it, it becomes this 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 box that you just can't get inside of for the client for the reader um maybe even for google's algorithms which is a no-go and it's yeah. not gonna end well right so do you have jordan like a list of topics for people do I? Oh, well, I could make one up for him real fast. Yeah, so could I. You wanna, why don't we come up with some ideas for people? Great. You think we can right. come up with 10? Why not? Okay, okay. so maybe, uh, you know, I was thinking stories and I was thinking about the company, right? I think it's always, maybe it's low-hanging fruit, but I don't think there's anything wrong in perhaps trying to, to elicit, not elicit, but trying to show off uh, your company, what you do, maybe why you do it. So maybe a blog post, maybe the first blog post uh, could be about exactly that. Maybe dive more into why you do what you do and and why you wanted to provide this service or this product. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, perhaps it's just a, uh, an elaborate version uh, of your about us 
page, right? Maybe you have a, a little blurb that's a paragraph long and you're about us. Maybe, maybe go a little bit further. I think that would be one idea I have. Well, it's personalizing it too, right? It's humanizing it, I guess, is what I would say. Um, I agree. That's a great one, right? Get into where's your mission was your mission statement where did it come from i guess and that's kind of what it is um i think and this is going a little bit into the more hardcore marketing well hardcore marketing into the marketing <laughs> direction but let's say that you are so i've been picking on roofers i like to talk about roofers a lot um let's say that you're a roofer and you do a flat roof on an industrial building somewhere commercial building whatever well guess what there's a couple things there. There's one, you get to tell the story of exactly how you did that. What brought them to you? So maybe it was not to repair the roof. Maybe it was just flat roof snow removal, which gets you on the roof, which means you go, hey, you know, I noticed this little piece right here. And then you get below the fluid applied coating on the roof and you see that it's actually pervasive and it's 25 feet in each direction on this flat roof. It winds up turning into this big, huge thing where there's corrosion in the substructure of the roof and the metal and all this stuff is rusted out. And so you get a chance to tell a story. <clears throat> Simultaneous to that, you get a chance to, you're on Jordan Inc., the pencil factory. <laughs> Yeah. So you're in you're on on the roof of Jordan Inc.'s building. You go, you know, we went out to Jordan Inc. today. Now, what you get a chance to do right there is you get a chance to get a backlink to Jordan Inc. The second thing that you get to do is you go, what Jordan Inc. does is they make amazing pencils. You've had your number two pencils, but if there were number 200 pencils, this would be what it is. Number two on the paper, number one in your heart, Jordan's pencils. Listen, <laughs> and you get a chance to go in and actually talk about these things and, and prop up this company. Now, why should you do that? Well, frankly, why the hell not? Who cares? People, oh, my backlinks are valuable. Are they? Are they? Probably not. But at the end of the day, even low quality backlinks are not super uh, authoritative in your vertical backlinks matter. So if you can link talking about the building where Jordan's pencils is established and then you tell the story and then maybe you do a little quip in there, you know, we talked to Jordan McDonald. And he kept going bur, 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 every two seconds <laughs> and telling us about his number six pencil, which is amazingly good Amazing. for Scantron documents. <laughs> then you get a chance to talk about Jordan link over to the about Jordan's Jordan of Jordan's pencils page over there. Now you've got two backlinks. You've talked about them and then you go, Hey Jordan, would you do me a favor? Would you guys mind? putting this on your Facebook page or a link from your own blog or on your Instagram or Twitter or whatever. And all of a sudden you've got a little kind of micro campaign that is really focused around one exact one particular thing. So why not? Like really, why not? But people are, I don't want to give him backlink. That's for free. What, what are you? You're not Neil Patel. <laughs> Calm down. You're not giving anybody a backlink. That's really great. And you've got to be a definite marketing nerd to know that Neil Patel reference. So, yeah. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Oh, that was great. I think I think you rolled several concepts uh, all into one right there. You like uh, that? You, you know, I was going to suggest perhaps a. Uh, and it can be very touchy depending on what you do, but maybe write a, a post on a process or a procedure that that yes. you as an entity, as an organization perform. And that doesn't necessarily have to be some, some, you know, black ops, like, Oh, this is the heart and gold of what we do. We can't, we can't share our, all of our trade secrets. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be like that. It could, it could be something less 
not sophisticated, but it could be something less sensitive, right? It, it, yep. it could be a procedure process that you do as a company that builds your internal culture, right? You, you could speak about what you guys do. Um, uh, I, I know it's it's kind of similar to what my first topic suggestion was, right? It's kind of like it's humanizing. It's kind of showing yes. off uh, who we are as people, who we are as a group, uh, what we do together. Uh, so maybe you could talk about, you know, how every every year it's it's not just, oh, we have a Christmas party. It's great. You know, it's an open bar, right? It, I mean, that's that may not be as enticing as something less mundane, uh, something 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 uh something seemingly simplistic like maybe it's a way that you approach having meetings right maybe it's your yes. process for making sure that people's time within the company and outside of the company the client's time is respected right you, and then you can you can link to uh, to inspirations that you had for finding that that process and procedure. And you might not get a backlink uh, in in some situations, but if you're starting to pool ideas together and becoming that knowledgeable resource, um, but you know, I think it all builds that momentum, which is which is a huge part of it. Well, uh, so uh, I'll take exactly what you said, and we'll we'll throw Mondo in as the kind of example so at mondo we don't do contracts now we can but we typically don't do contracts don't everybody call it once my number is just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't do contracts now we could i could write an entire blog post just about that and and i'll tell you when i first got to mondo and I, I told Sarah about that. I was like, uh, I, you know, cause you know, in, in sales, I'm used to commission structure being based around the annualized value of a particular contract. Well, the fact of the matter is that at Mondo, we don't do contracts because we're not afraid of our own results. And it's as simple as that. But then I could write 50 things about that. And I would be able to put in keywords without keyword stuffing, like genuine keywords to say uh, something like, a marketing agency that does do contracts or non-contractual marketing. What I mean, pick a thing, right? And that's exactly what you're saying. I think, right? It's it's yes. take one of your value propositions, right, and then elaborate on it. Because you, you know, you said this. It's not as calm. People, we are very simple creatures. Like we're very simple, and people are frequently just searching for the simple things. Occam's razor, right? All things being equal, the simplest answer is usually the right one. Now I'm being reductionist about Occam's razor, but that's pretty generally what it is. Um, and that's actually speaks to your light sheet and steel part. Um, and, and so I'm going to go to the next one, which is going to be an FAQ, which is kind of, kind of the steel part. So you mm. said, go into Google and wait, was that the cheat or the steal? Oh, that was which, the cheat. Which dishonest thing was that? <laughs> so you go into Google. <laughs> I don't and have search, any hands left. <laughs> but so Google will, Google will tell you, Hey, well, people that are searching for number six pencils, um, the best, the yeah. best, <laughs> the Sace, three the times Ocho. <laughs> coming next year, the Ocho, um, ESPN eight, the Ocho. <laughs> um, but Google will say, Hey, if you're interested in number six pencils, people also ask, 
or what questions people ask. It's on the SERP, the search engine's results page. So if you're like for Jordan's pencil company, you, you go, you search for what is a number six pencil? And they go, people also ask. It'll give you a list of questions that people are asking right there. So either take those questions and maybe flip the language around a little bit or use the exact same language. From a H2 perspective, you may want to flip around the the content a little bit on those but right there use that as an opportunity to frame i i would say and we're kind of alluding this in a bunch of different ways but i would say you can use that as faqs about your company at large or maybe it's just faqs about your customer service process about your contract process about this service this service faqs about jordan you know faqs about graphite versus lead and pencils and what was the history of that there's so many there's mm. such a rich mm -hmm. opportunity there to be able to talk about all these things that people are already looking for and google will tell you what those things are well said. I mean, I absolutely could not <laughs> say any better than that. Oh, no, you're the best. You're the best. Oh, wait, you weren't telling me I was the best? Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> I always, it's in my back of my head always. <laughs> it, it's, yes. I mean, you say so many great things, right? It's, it's, it's all about elucidating. It's all about um, bringing to the, the forefront all these great ideas and how you're using them how they can be connected uh and and then yeah how you can weave this empire of blog postery uh together in into a a a, a generation machine right yes. a generation of of uh, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like magneto right like it, you're trying to become uh very polarizing but it, the good polarizing right is, is that even a thing well you're trying to be magnetic yeah. you're trying to draw people in right and, and there's so many ways to do that in another great way is uh maybe you could review uh a tool, uh, some yes. sort of software, or maybe it's hardware. Maybe, maybe you sell, uh, like we have a client, right. Who sells a whole range of industrial equipment. And part of which is uh, like compressors on, on site, on the job site, air compressors. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, some are, I'm going to totally get this wrong, but I think some are like oil based and some are you know, so something else. So regardless, right? Like maybe there's this one tool that you absolutely love. Uh, in this case, you're selling it, your clients love it. Uh, and maybe, you know, maybe you also use it or maybe not. Well, regardless, you could still provide a review of what makes this tool so great, how mm -hmm. it's different. Uh, and yeah, right. There, there could be some sensitive areas if you're if you're selling a bunch of different products and this one like overlaps with you know product b and like you're like well yeah. wait we also are trying to sell both but perhaps that's not the best example perhaps a better example is is a company who's who isn't selling the that exact tool or that software but is using it and they can you could write that post and speak to all of the benefits how how it saves you guys time maybe how it saves you money i mean these are these are pretty standard things to discuss but there could also be a value add for how it how it enhances your ability to provide for for your clients or you know for that company's clients um, or how what you do is better we did a whole entire blog post on billboards well we do not do billboards i mean technically we could print them i guess but like we don't 
we don't do we don't sell billboard space like what are you gonna do but we did a whole podcast article about it (laughs) i i I feel like give people give people the rope to hang themselves diying stuff and so um in fact so i'll i'll do this next one would be do and this is kind of multi-pronged so bear with me everybody do a tutorial video that is well broken down into chapters keep it less than five minutes and go hey we could do one right i mean technically we're doing one right here we're giving you guys like this list of things that you could do for blog post topics right so if you did like a video one you're getting the rich media content that could be embedded on your website and it's on youtube right ideally if it's on youtube it will drive people to your website there you go right bob's your uncle i forget what that means but bob is not my (laughs) uncle So, <laughs> good cockney writing sling so um so you, you you create this video then you could effectively transcribe each one of the sections of that video and probably condense it a little bit because when you're speaking <laughs> just ask brandon you use way too many words than you actually need to way more words than you actually need to so you could condense that copy and say if you want to see this thing and you can queue up a video on youtube specifically to play that section so let's say that your five minute video is broken down into four sections outside of the intro and the outro so 30 and 30 and then four one minute sections in the middle so you go first paragraph is talking about this 60 seconds click here to view they click there it starts right at that section next paragraph typed out transcribed from the video here's this thing and you give them a tutorial effectively to do your job Um, because here's what i love people aren't going to do your job like they might try but then you go at the very end of this video or the content you go hey when you've tried this and you want to bang your head against the wall until you lose consciousness before you do that maybe pick up the phone and give me a call right give give people tips because most people even if it's roofing if you did a whole if you're this roofing company or whatever that has recently put a roof on jordan's pencils number six number six pencils then what you're going to do is write an article about DIY roof repair. Now, are you giving somebody a way to get around calling you for the actual job? Yes, absolutely. But you know what you're really doing is you're doing them a customer service solid and you're establishing yourself as an authoritative voice in that area. So I think that tutorial videos, which can then be used multi-pronged, both from a rich media content and from more content in the blog post are a great way to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, my topic ideas, they just feel so elementary compared to yours. It's, it's just a wonderful thing we have going here. I bring it back to the lowbrow. Uh, <laughs> oh, speaking of, you yes. could, you could write, I mean, I, I want to take this back just a step. So when you think about writing blog posts and and we're thinking of voice, we're thinking of tone, mm. just kind of uh, some of the things we talked about in last week's episode uh, mm-hmm. with ChatGPT, right? It it behooves you or your company to more or less have, and correct me if you disagree, uh, it, it really behooves you to have the same author, if you will, or, or, or trying to achieve yes. the same tone right and that was to a point that you made a little bit earlier uh, in this episode which was that if it's if it's uh, if you began using elizabethan english all of a sudden in one of your posts where you had not once used that prior it's going to be very jarring um 
so pardon my interruption i have a caveat to that i agree with you but if brandon is writing something and then all of a sudden jordan is writing something acknowledge it say like hey you know last week brandon told you all about how to write blog posts today and just so you guys know this is jordan writing i'm going to be writing about how to schedule those blog posts whatever right acknowledge that up front so that people go oh now granted some people do a little byline with a little thumbnail image of the author and i mean frankly are people really paying that much attention maybe maybe not but if they are it's going to go oh this is a totally different voice that's either concurring or disagreeing with or what have you so yeah i i agree with you but i don't think that i like i said it doesn't need to be an in stone thing just acknowledge it be up front absolutely yeah well said um yeah yeah. don't try to hide it (laughs) exactly don't try to hide it not good no uh yeah so so yes uh, I do have a legitimate topic suggestion. <laughs> I'm so excited! That was, that was, <laughs> oh no! You have, no? Are you ready? Yes, you ready I'm to ready. Launch? Hold on, hold Go on. for it. Okay, I'm ready. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, oh, wait! I, uh, I see. You weren't ready to pr- to provide a topic right there. Oh, I'm I, ready. Oh, you but, but it's your turn, isn't it? Oh, is it my? T- okay, fine. I won't weasel out of this one. I'm not going to hide it. I'm Jordan. I'm the author of this blog post yeah. topic <laughs> example, and that is, uh, you know, I, I'm I uh, I can't speak for everybody, but on occasion I'm a voracious reader and maybe you could use that to your advantage perhaps uh, even if it's uh, you know even if the books you're reading are and I'm conveniently forgetting the word for fiction and nonfiction as it comes to me right like even if what you're reading is fiction right there are still lessons and uh, moral of the story type things that can be gleaned uh, from from that or or maybe you're reading something on um, Alexander Hamilton or mm-hmm. right or Thomas Jefferson uh, and and something from from that autobiography or that um, that that first uh, order line of work uh, is is relevant you know you you could talk about yeah, I, I know this seems more like a personal blog post suggestion, but perhaps if you're if it's something that you've learned and that you are implementing in your business or trying to implement into the world and it's it's a positive, um, absolutely don't don't restrain yourself from sharing uh, something that may not seem in the same vein of, Oh, here are some tips or, you know, things of that nature. Don't, don't limit yourself. uh, If it's, if it seems to be slightly unrelated to exactly what your industry is, as long as it's providing a benefit. Well, and again, it could be relative to your customer service process. I mean, because when you get into customer service, you're starting to talk about like how to deal with people and you could talk about, well, Hey, in this biography of Jefferson, here's what this is. And you know, that's really one of the guiding principles. I I think that the caution there is that I, I knew this guy who was a complete douche with nary a original thought in his head. And he read a lot, um, which is interesting. I think it's just fulfilling the gaps of his completely derelict intellect. And so (laughs) he was that a bit harsh. Yeah. Um, look at me over here caring. Um, (laughs) but the, the point was that you can read something and then you can turn around and, um, 
if you're reading a book, there's probably a pretty good reason why you're reading it. In some cases, yeah, it's because you don't have an original thought and you have nothing good to say, so you have to use other people's words. But in the case of your example, Jordan, you're somebody who would read something and then be able to parlay that into, well, maybe it's how I deal with clients, right? It's how I can have this conversation or customer service or fill in the blank because there's always something to be learned there on a more esoteric or philosophical level, I think. You know, so agreed, man. That's a good one. Um, listicles. <laughs> List, listicles are, get your mind out of the gutter. Not yeah. say, <laughs> not say what you thought I said. I thought it was in the freezer. So I was. <laughs> listicles. We're doing one right now. We're literally doing one. So it is an article that is made of a list of something, you know, the, the number two, uh, best oh. podcast marketing podcast hosts. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. They're only t- they're only two. Why go beyond this? Um that, but that's what it is. Like if you're the roofer that I mentioned earlier, you go, hey, five brands of impact resistant shingles. Because so here's a fun quirk for you guys. In Larimer County, Colorado, I think Larimer, yeah, Larimer County, Colorado, uh class four impact resistant shingles are the rule you have to have those because of hail um so not everyone makes those not everyone sells those you know so to be able to kind of market those specific things so great if you're marketing to northern colorado larimer county uh you're gonna go hey uh here's the top five best impact resistant shingles and then you can write a blog post about it where you go one, two, three, four, five. You go one, Malarkey, which is actually a brand. And then you actually describe the the different um, lines. Oh, the Malarkey, the, this particular shingle from Malarkey is, is what this is. Here are the advantages of it, disadvantages. And you can write a list of five things, give pros and cons. You could give backlinks to each one of those brands. You could tell your contractor friends that are uh, using that to be able to link back over. Um Quite frankly, you could even highlight, I was on a client's page yesterday. They use Malarkey, GAF, and Owens Corning. You can go, guys, I wrote a blog post about this over here, and here's, I'd love you guys to share it. So, listicles. Uh, and it could be like, you know, uh, 50 amazing basketball players under four feet tall or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> so, it's like yes. Spud Webb and Muggsy Bogues, and both of them are like five feet tall. So... <laughs> Legends, yeah, yes. Sorry, but anyway. did they have Michael Buffer announcing for them? <laughs> they did. No, he would do it in a very like uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks voice because they're <laughs> short. That's not nice. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I'm impressed that you just you just pulled that out of the bag right there. You like was, that? I love it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I got another idea. How okay, about do it. what if, I, you know, it's hard to top <laughs> listicles, uh, but it is very important that you say it correctly. But to, to build upon that, perhaps you could write an article. I'm thinking of something that we provide, right? Like we can do um, a subset of what Mondo can do is 
content creation, right? Yes. And a subset of that is, say, photography. And a subset of that is headshots, right? So, so we could have a blog post where we talk about how, back to your earlier point, the point you've made many times on this show about how we can give you the rope to hang yourself. We can tell you how to um, how to do your own headshots in a budget friendly manner, right? So, mm -hmm. so maybe you don't have flash right uh right and so then you need to sit next to a window and just hope it's either a cloudy day or at least the the lighting is not changing drastically all the time uh, and then you can have a you know you, you can give all these tips right if you need something to reflect the light so that the shadows aren't uh all over their face under their nose uh, under the the this part wow. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> this yeah. part this part <laughs> for your eye. You may, maybe you could take a piece of cardboard, paint it white, and use that as you know a a, a DIY reflector, yeah, man. Uh, if you will. So, you know that's just one example, but uh, right, there can be so many ways that you can, uh, in your own industry, in your own line of work, you can provide some cost-effective solutions to doing the same thing, which not only uh, will more than likely draw them back to you after they realize that this paint that they were spraying on the cardboard to make the reflector has lead and now they're ill. Now they really need your help. Uh, but hopefully there's Where no lead. Where did they lead buy lead-based <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Did it, they go to China for China. that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just it? found this can from 1938 <laughs> and started spraying it everywhere. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It never, never throw anything off. away. Yeah. I found it beside a really big box of cords of adapters. <laughs> Dude, every guy in America has one of those. And you know, the second that you throw out your box of random nuts or bolts is the second that you're going to be like, shit, this Inevitably. is the nut and or bolt or cord that I needed. I've definitely had that happen. Oh, me too. Absolutely. Um, so why don't we do, do you want, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Yeah. Okay. And end us strongly. Okay. Case study. So. A case study. Now, in our case, no pun intended, <laughs> in the case of Mondo Solutions, oh. um, which is also the name of our company, not just this podcast, is that you can say, okay, so here's this company. Here's where they were. Here's what they wanted to happen. Here's where they, they wanted to go. And then you go and you can say like, here are the things that we did with them, for them, whatever. Here was our strategy. And then you give hard number results. And then you hopefully get like a quote or something from that client as well. Now, again, this is kind of telling a story-ish, but it's kind of telling a story with a a specific aim toward data. So it's a value proposition based around your services. So if you're that roofer, you go, here is what Mrs. Jones needed. Here was the situation that we needed. We used this shingle because this shingle is manufactured to these standards. It does this. It also self-healing and it's this pretty color and it looks like cedar. There's actually a company called Cedar, C-E-D-U-R, which is a shingle. It looks like wood. Um, <clears throat> anyway, you could talk about all these things and you go, because of this, now she has a shingle that has been installed to these standards with a guarantee that is 40 years or whatever the guarantee is. Um, and you actually quantify the story. And I guess that's kind of the differentiating factor between this and an actual story. And it is a, a quantifiable metric about what that is doing for the, the client, right? So um, 
I think the case studies are really good. Some people have a hard time doing that. Like if you're a restaurant, how can you really write a case study? I mean, quite frankly, I, I was having a, a business meeting today at a restaurant, Lucille's in downtown Longmont. Um, which a friend of mine owns. So buzz marketing, go to Lucille's. Uh, um, so <clears throat> I was doing this business meeting there. Well, it would be very easy for the owner of that restaurant, Andrew, to write a blog post and say, you know, the atmosphere at Lucille's is great for breakfast and lunch. And it's such that you can come in, feel comfortable sitting there and actually having a business meeting. We had this person come in and he routinely brings people in here because he knows that that's going to result in X number of deals of the people that he's brought in here uh, on a sales uh, perspective or prospect. Um, he's closed 50% of those people. And you can actually quantify those things. It's a little tricky sometimes. And you, it sometimes takes some mental gymnastics, but I mean, frankly, that's why you work with marketing people. And and this is the fine. I'm going to say this, you know, we're, Jordan and I are pretty careful about not pitching on this podcast. Um, I mean, what we do is marketing, right? But I will tell you guys that one of the things that you should do in every single one of these blog posts and that we have not mentioned thus far, Jordan, <clears throat> is a CTA, right? Call to action. So when you get to the end of it, as I'm about, to, I'm literally going to use us as an example. So we're talking about Mondo. And guys, listen, all of the things that we are talking about today are things that we do here at Mondo. We both help our clients generate these blog posts, content ideas, pages, websites, all these things, whether that's social media or actual organic content on your website. If you don't know where you're going with that, we'd love to have that conversation with you. All you got to do is send an email to podcast at trymondo.com and we're happy to have a conversation. That right there, that was a call to action. I'm telling you to send us an email if you have any questions or if you don't know which direction to head. So every time you're finishing up one of these blog posts, you get a chance to say, you know, you've tried a number two pencil. You may even try a three, four, and five pencil, but really the pinnacle of graphite technology used in the United States today that is non-toxic. It is not lead as it used to be back in the olden days or in China still. These pencils are going to make sure that not only do you pass that test, but you pass that test with the most dense graphite gray mark on that Scantron device that you could possibly have. This is why you should buy Jordan's pencils. And if you haven't bought those yet, you can find them on Amazon, Etsy, because we have some fancy design ones, and also eBay. But those are all blacklist, so don't or black market, so don't buy those. You, and so reach out. You you have that call to action. Hey, have you tried this thing? Do you see piles of guano in the corner of your attic? That might be bad shit. Why don't you give us a call? We'll come out and take a look at it for free. Boom. <laughs> Boom. See, and it's just like that. So, yeah, well said. You know, I, I, I hope that we have covered many of, uh, if not, I would certainly have not covered all, but I hope that we've provided enough insight for you, our valued listeners today, uh, on blog posts, how to create them, you know, some tips and tricks uh, and all those great things. As always, you know, Brandon's been absolutely crushing it over there on the sidelines. On this, just <laughs> number one, number one again. My favorite host. Yes, I am still biased, <laughs> uh, but yes. That being said, thank you again uh, for joining us. This has been another beautiful. I, I think this is the eleventh episode Boom, of baby. our beautiful Mondo Solution. So please, as always, share, like, subscribe. If you have any questions or comments, hit us up at 
podcast at trimondo.com. Don't be afraid. If you have something that we haven't talked about that you want us to go into more depth about, please let us know. Brandon and I are always happy to entertain those thoughts and conversations. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Take a great Mondo week. Until next time, same bad time, same Mondo channel.